Hey girl, hey. Hey, what's up? Not much, I don't know. How you doing? I'm fucking amazing. How are you doing? Love that. Keeping I love it real. that you're always fucking amazing. Hell yeah. You look gorgeous as usual. Thanks. You know. Tie-dye queen. I try. It's like loose and flowy. It's like a little breezy today. Yeah. It's it's a, a rainy day here in New York. It is. It is the complete opposite from what we had last time we were yeah. recorded, which was like <laughs> the beautiful, glorious sunny day. And now yes. it's just like foggy and drizzly. Yeah. Yeah, and I recently was introduced to the concept of duck boots. Oh, yeah, you're rocking some duck boots right now, girl. Yeah, girl. You look super cute in them. Thank you. And as I mentioned in one of the last episodes, as a 5'10 woman, that also means I have substantially large feet. <laughs> you don't have little dainty uh, Chinese foot bound? I do not no. have the golden lotus Damn it, foot girl. situation happening. <laughs> So a friend of mine had come over several weeks ago, and it was one of those projected to rain, but it didn't rain, blah, 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 bullshit things. And I was like, what is happening with these boots? They're like super fucking cute. And she's like, oh yeah, duck boots. Well, you know. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you get me some of those? And getting shoes is very difficult as a size 11 woman. So I was looking at men's duck boots and that did not work out great. That's cute, yeah. It's not only that, they're, you know, I'm slender and have a a normal size foot, but it's like narrow. It's not a man's width. Okay, yeah, yeah. So a boot, a man's boot will be Like falling off of you, yeah. Clown clown shoes. Exactly. Yeah. But I came across these on Zappos. I love them. And it's raining out and I'm wearing them and they're fucking doing their job and they're nailing it and they look real cute. They do look cute. Thank you. Yeah, I always have like the standard knee-high black rain boots that like, that's my fucking... That's a lot. Really? Oh, I love them. I feel... Especially in, like the winter when you have to like trek through like snow drifts, which you do occasionally in New York. Yeah. Oh, I have these yeah. these boots for that that are like, it looks like I'm going to land on the boots, yeah. They're really excessive. But I feel like, I don't know, just the, a regular rain boot never did it for me. I love for... a galosh. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, just for what <laughs> for whatever reason, it was I was never on board with a rain boot. Like it, they were always very heavy, and I mean, yeah, you end up with a little bit of that. And you know, there's a whole wide opening, so rain is getting in there. I it, I just couldn't get on board with a rain boot. Okay, I always thought they were very cute though. That's fair. When I would see people doing it, but yeah, I just, it's like there's so many patterns. You have little like polka dots and whatever, yeah, little, like rubber duckies, yeah. and ladybugs and stuff. Yeah. But, those just don't don't work for me, unfortunately. Uh, I used to have a pair that was from Urban Outfitters that had a zipper on the back. Oh and shit! I wore those things literally to death. To literally, there was a hole in like the side from how much I wore it that like water would just pour into when it Oof. rained. But, I mean, those sound legit as fuck though. Oh, they were super fucking. It was one of those like they were so cute. I would wear them when it wasn't raining. Yeah, and I would just like sweat buckets in them in Florida and not give a shit. I'd be like, because they mm. look so fucking cute. And now they don't make them anymore and you can't fucking find them. That's the thing. They wait for you to, because before. They wait for you to love something. I know, Monique. <sighs> Everything I love is gone. Okay, no. <laughs> I used to have these knee-high Timbaland boots that were weatherproof and waterproof, but they weren't rubber. They looked like normal boots. And oh, I loved them. That sounds great. They were fantastic. So I wore them if it was raining, if it was snowing, for everything. Yeah, Spend- they're perfect. Exactly. And you could wear them with a dress. You could wear them with whatever. Yes. It was my ideal shoe situation. Nice. And 
again, because I'm size 11, it's very difficult to find shoes. So when and find shoes that fit right and look cute and the whole bit, right? So I wore these out to death. And when I do that, I resole the shoes. That's very smart. Because yes, reduce, reuse, recycle, girl. 10,000%. And like full disclosure, that's not even where I was at. I was like, I just know I like these shoes and they're going to fit me. So I'm going to keep it going as yeah. much as I can. And it got to the point where there's only so many times you can do that, where the shoe's like, girl, I'm out. I, yeah, I'm, I'm tapping out. out. I'm done. I'm done. And those boots hit that level, and then they just discontinue the boot. Of course. Of course they did, because it was amazing. Uh. So I've been searching for other shoes like that and haven't come across them. But, and these aren't like that. They're duck boots, but they're yeah. super cute, and they're doing no, the I job. I like them. Yeah. I like them. And they were like 50 bucks. So That's nothing not crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's reasonable. So I'm just living my your best duck boot, boot dreams. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack. I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. We did not introduce the show. I don't know. No, we it. didn't. Okay. Um, Surprise. It's another fucking horror podcast, babies. Hey, another I'm fucking. Sanchez. I'm Amy Traden. Another fucking shoe podcast. Another fucking shoe podcast. <laughs> it's the bonus. It's the bonus. You're welcome. Ah, and we're extra special today because it's not a regular episode. It's not a regular episode. And because it is rainy and gloomy, it's extra perfect for like right? like spooky, spooky listener stories. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All the vibes right yes. now. Yes. Do you have any corrections? Uh, I don't have corrections. I do want to give a shout out because one of our wonderful, lovely listeners who... Happens to be named Monique. Hey, girl. Sent me a DM on Instagram to, one, recommend a game to me, and then, secondly, recommend a TV show to me, which I believe I went searching for when she first recommended it to me, and I couldn't find it on, like, Hulu or Amazon or anything, and I was like, okay, I'm not, I guess I'm not going to watch it then because I can't, like, have it easy access to this. But maybe this was just me not looking well enough. But they just put it on Hulu, as far as I know. What is this? The show is called People of Earth. Oh. And it's on, I believe it's TBS. Uh, It is about basically a group of people that has been abducted by aliens. And it's like their little, like, Aliens Anonymous group. Stop it. Yes. And, like, the premise is kind of like this journalist who gives up his big job comes to, like, interview them and then has his own experience. And... Not only do you get to see, it's hysterical. I believe Conan O'Brien's production company does it. it. I put it on the other day because I saw it was on Hulu. It was on the front page, like recommended for you. And I was like, oh my God, Monique, our fan just recommended this to me not that long ago. I'm going to put this on. Monique, amazing recommendation. You're right. I fucking loved it. Johnny even liked it. He came in on like the second episode and I don't know know what the joke was, but he was like laughing out loud. He's like, what the fuck is this show? I've never seen it before. It's actually really funny. And And I was like, like, um, one of my bomb ass listeners recommended it to me. Literally, I was like, yeah, thanks. My other Monique is amazing, (laughs) recommended it to me. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I love that. People of Earth. People of Earth. It's on Hulu right now. I think they just put it on Hulu as far as I know. It's really funny. It's like a nice lighthearted watch too. So if you've had too much like, the next murder. Yeah, if you've got too much like murder and just like depressing surgery in your life, you can, yeah, you can go to that decompress. instead. Decompress. Decompress. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Monique. Amazing name. Yes. Thank you so much for the rack. I'm going to check that you. out, girl. It's really, really fucking good. I'm really enjoying it. So you were correct. It was right up my alley. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, fuck yeah. So we got one 
Ooh, tell me. What did we get? What did Your we get? Your story last week. Oh, shit. About the Mandela effect. Yeah, girl. Has left people shook. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I knew it would, honestly, because it fucking, I was, I was a little uh, shaken afterwards, let's just say. Yes. One of our listeners DM'd us saying that, because I, I posted on the Instagram the different, like the quiz, essentially, that Amy gave me. And one one of our listeners DM'd us that she was having an ex- existential meltdown looking at Facts. them. And I was like, girl, girl I was there last week. Like, So Grace, our oh, shit. friendly medical examiner. Grace, we love Grace, you. Grace, we're obsessed with you. Oh, my God. So she hit us up to say that she can tell us the etymology of the icy white people joke. <gasps> tell me. The mystery has been solved? Maybe. Oh my god. Blowing my mind right now. Tell I'm me. gonna share it. Because this is the one that was like really getting me last week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna share it and we can decide how we feel about it. Amazing. Grace, we're obsessed with you. Thank obsessed. you so much for giving us this intel. In 2000, a bunch of Oscar statues were stolen off of a loading dock about a week before the ceremony. They were found in a dumpster by an unemployed junk scavenger. As the thieves got cold feet, Due to the attention the whole thing was getting. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I don't. Absolutely do. Okay. Uh, you know, the Oscars acting. Yeah, I, don't, I was like, I don't really thing. watch any of the award shows or anything. I mean, I don't either, but it's in my industry, so whatever. It's very true, yes. The guy who found them, Willie Fulgare, was given $50,000 and two seats to the Academy Awards that year. I remember watching it and the camera panning over to him occasionally I believe he was there with his nephew. During the show, the host, Steve Martin, did a bit where the camera panned over to different people in the audience and Martin pretended to say that person's thoughts. When the camera panned over to Fulgier, Martin said, quote, I see white people, end quote. The Sixth Sense had come out in August of 1999, so the phrase, I see dead people, was still quite the novelty. Scary Movie didn't come out until July 7th of 2000, four months after the Oscars had aired. So even though it had been a problem, <laughs> so, it goes, so even though it had been a problem for a long time, it was actually a white comedian who made the joke <laughs> about the overwhelming whiteness in Hollywood and the award show culture. XOXOXO, Grace. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And obviously there's definitely a possibility that I like conflated heard that. The two? Yes, or like absorbed that cuz I honestly have never ever watched the Oscars ever. I don't really follow it. I'm not even a person that like afterwards the day of I'm like, "Oh my god, Did who hear, won?" Like, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. like yeah. no, unless it's literally like a huge headline, there's no reason I would ever be interested or click on it, honestly. Because that's just not what tickles my fancy. Yeah, it's not I'm reading online. Yeah, cool. So again, that's completely possible that I've like absorbed this somehow through hearing it through other people or something, and I just didn't realize. But I'm happy to hear that there was at least some record it of that line uttered. existing. Yes. yes, because I it's one of the things like I fucking know someone at least said that yes. line. And and so the thing is, scary movie was released as per this information four months after that happened yes which would mean that the movie was cut already yes however you could do something in post very quickly of course and this is where i am i'm still on board with maybe it wasn't in the movie but was in the trailer because you can recut that very very easily. easily yes 
That's what I thought too, but yeah. I couldn't find any record online of the trailer in which he said that. I could only find the scene from the movie. If somebody can find the trailer, like send it over. Link Unless a girl, the time link a girl up. took it. Girl. Girl. Sound of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> what are donuts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grace. Thank you for being boss. Yeah, and I love that you remember that. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, good on you, girl. Obsessed. 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 Thank you so much for that. Yeah, she's but amazing. But at least there's something about Yes, that. okay. Because there's that, some record of that existing, of that being a thing, that being a saying. Yeah, that definitely got me. Stuck with you, yeah. The That was the one that really got me, too. That one really got me. Yep. Yeah. I feel, I feel a little better. There's some, there's some logical explanation yes. for this. Yeah. We're not all just loons collectively misremembering a thing hopefully not i mean that's true it still could be that is apparently true. but <laughs> but i don't like thinking that i don't want to think that no that's so funny steve martin too. i just like i can't be sure i'm saying it or anything i guess no, yeah me neither but you're right some wires must have gotten gotten crossed up there or something but the, the thing okay yes wires very likely could have gotten crossed but i think the reality I think there's a strong likelihood that the people who made the movie or the producers of the movie saw this line and were like, fuck, why didn't I think of That's this line? Brilliant. Let's include it in yeah. this. We have four more months. We can recut this really quickly. We can add, a, we can dump it in post. We don't yeah. even have to show him saying the line. We could just show reactions and the audio of it. So it looks like he's saying it. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. Or just the butterfly effect is happening all the time and we're just dealing with it all the time. <laughs> Those are the two. CERN is fucking shit up with all their experiments. They're just like. These are the two yeah. only possibilities for me because we are not fucking Sims. <laughs> I put my glass on the table and not on the fucking floor. Uh, not having this bullshit. Love the Sims. I know. I love the and Sims. There's very few things that we very fervently disagree on, and this is one <laughs> of them. That's one of them. It's okay. It's totally fine. But I totally okay. get it. Yeah. It's not ending the friendship. No, no. The no. podcast is still going, guys. <laughs> I also haven't played The Sims in 10 years, so like my investment level is very mild. It's very like toned down. You do speak their language, though. I do. The Scraw is a fry de chai, and a rope de snan, a snoff and van yeah, girl, I've played way too many hours of Sims. I gathered that, yeah. <laughs> I can remember my parents bought me like one of the, I want to say like one of the expansion packs or mm. something for Christmas. And because my family was amazing, for some reason, they legitimately let me just play this video game for 10 hours <gasps> straight. To the point that when I got up, I didn't realize like how long I'd actually been playing it. And, and your legs like atrophied? No, my hand was in like stuck in a little like claw position from the mouse because like, I hadn't. Tunnel? Yeah, because I hadn't like had any water, I'm sure, because I was like a kid who was like, ew, water, gross. And I'd just been sitting in a chair playing a game for 10 hours straight. So yeah, I got up and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with my hand? And I had like a little mini claw hand. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Best Christmas ever. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you differently. Diana, Tom, you're nailing it. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Uh, you ready to get some listener stories? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Am I starting us off? Yeah. Okay. So this is not really a true listener story, I would say. This is more of just a really interesting message slash comment about our Banshee episode. Oh. So I decided to include it anyway because yeah. I thought it was really interesting. 
Fuck so, yes. Yeah. This is our little a little uh, banshee information from our lovely listener, Deb. Deb, I'm here for it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank <gasps> you so much. Yes. Fuck. Deb says, hey, girls. So first of all, I loved listening to the podcast dedicated to the Irish. Yes. My last name is Napier. Hey, girl. Hey. I love you. I love Deb. But I come from a long line of O'Connor and Balch. My great aunts on the O'Connor side very much believed in the Banshees. <gasps> if they wanted us to stay safe when we were out for the night, they would tell us to turn our clothes inside out. What? So as to confuse the Banshee so they couldn't recognize us if we were who they were looking for. What? What? That is fascinating to me. Inside out clothes. And the Banshee won't know what's Noted, you. yeah. Wow. It's really bad at faces, apparently, I guess. It's like it's face blindness. Yeah. Like uh, the guy in Arrested Development. Who? There's like the character in Arrested Development. He's played by the same guy who's in Silicon Valley. He's like face blindness. He like can't tell who Lindsay is. Is this in the first three seasons? I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm going to say probably not. Because I know the first three seasons, like forwards and backwards. Yeah. Unless you're going to be like I Mandela effect me. No, no. I think this might be later in the season. Okay, then I don't know. This might be in a later season. Yeah. Face blindness is a thing. Face blindness is a thing. And it is referenced in Arrested Development, <laughs> which now I feel awkward about bringing up because we need to know what I was talking about. That's fine. I don't have to know everything. I haven't seen everything. Uh, Deb continues saying, I have also heard of keening. I have not heard of the clapping part of it, but I did know that it was part of the wake. Mm. The wake is the period of time between when the person passed till they were buried. Mm. Usually, it was for three days, similar to a novena? Oh, yeah. Do you know what that is? I don't a know novena? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's supposed to mean nine. And it's that okay. there's like nine days where you kind of mourn. Of praying. Okay. Of praying and mourning and, and all that. That makes sense. Yeah. It says afterwards, except that it is nine days of praying. And the body would be viewed in the middle of the room. The quote-unquote wailing or keening is to help them pass to the other side. It's more ritualistic than just crying for the dead. Oh. Although I have never gone to awake, I have heard of these stories. In my family, they did not want their loved ones to be stuck in purgatory. Of course, growing up in an Irish family, you never knew what was a bullshit story <laughs> and what was a true story. Deb, girl. Deb. The realness. I'm obsessed with you. That was amazing. Deb. I had to turn my clothes inside out now. I don't want the banshee to get me. Fuck. That's so interesting. Yeah, I never would. I, that never would have occurred to me. Yeah. And that did not come up in any of my banshee research, which I feel like maybe they're keeping that on the DL. They only tell like the people in the, the true Irish families. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because <laughs> if you've ever filmed a TV show or a movie where you play a cop, it's very easy to get a cop uniform. Yeah. Basically, it's like Dickie's and you just buy the patches and put them on. That's kind of how yeah. a cop uniform is. And in New York, I'm certain this is everywhere, but I've mostly only filmed in New York. If you ever play a cop and you're not on set, you're like walking from holding oh to Oh my set. God. You have to turn everything inside out. Because so that people don't actually think you're a cop. And they don't think you're actually like, a cop, yeah. one. And two, you won't get booked for impersonating a police officer. Oh! <gasps> Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Shit. So the, the only time I've ever seen that in life has been on movie sets. Yeah. And an interesting thing about Keening, several episodes ago, I brought up the Heaven's Gate podcast. Yeah. And in one of the episodes, 
was one, I think it was the last episode when the family members are talking about when they found out that their loved one had, you know, done everything and had passed. There's a woman that her, I believe it was her daughter who was among the people found in the mansion. And that she said that she had heard this like wailing noise. (gasps) Oh, shit. And then she realized it was her (gasps) doing it. Oh, my God. Okay. And then she goes into a thing that the Irish have this thing of keening. And that that's basically what she was doing. And it's the only time I've ever heard of that. Interesting. And it was right after we talked about it. Well, good. I'm glad glad that was like useful knowledge to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have been like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Shit. Deb, girl. Deb. Nailing. I love that. Yes. I feel like I just got like a little like. A mini show? Se- yeah, and like a little secret piece of information that like I kind of wasn't supposed to have. I feel like I'm in like, I'm in the know now, We're in the right? Irish know. Yeah. Oh my God. Fuck All yes. my fucking dreams. You for don't even real. know. For real. Deb, amazing. Thanks so much for Yeah, thank that. you so much. And I hope there's no banshees in your family. No okay. banshees. Yeah, no banshees. And actually, it's funny. I wish everyone well. Oh, yes. We don't need the banshees no. coming. They're boss bitches, but we don't need them. But yes. Right now. And someone was, uh, I had someone tell me recently that they were listening, they were catching up to the episodes and they were, they were on the Irish episode about the Banshee and that it's a thing in the Sabrina series that's on Netflix. Oh, I feel like I've only watched a couple episodes. I saw like half an episode. It's just not for me. Okay. And there's a thing with the Banshees. Oh, shit. And this listener was like, I didn't know what that was until listening to your episode. Hey, girl, we got you. Informative, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. Listen to us. You might learn something. I love it. Hey. Amazing. Drop that in your uh, dinner conversation there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I want in a dinner conversation. Yes. I want you to fucking talk to me about a Banshee. Right? Who gives a fuck what you do for work? I don't care. Same. Do you have any intel on a Banshee? Have you ever had to turn your clothes inside out to escape a banshee? That's what the fuck I want to know. That's what I want to know. Data processing, who gives a fuck? That's what I want to know. I was like, here's what I've learned. For the most part, (laughs) unless you have like the most interesting job on the planet. Which is what? Nope. A banshee hunter. That's what that is. (laughs) Amazing. No further comments. Damn it, I want to be a banshee hunter. That sounds fucking great. I don't even know what that would be. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I was like, we'll figure it out. We'll work something out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now for our first official true listener tale. Yes. So this one's from Anonymous. Like the group Anonymous? Not the group Anonymous. (laughs) No, no. Just, you know. I've been watching the QAnon documentary. Right? (laughs) Fuck, it's so good. Girl, it's so good. It's so good. So good. HBO Max or HBO. Check it out. Seriously, it's amazing. So good. So Anonymous says, towards the end of my junior year in college, one of my best friends who was in a sorority was dating this guy from their quote unquote brother fraternity. Mm. He seemed like an okay guy, kind of quiet, but honestly, I always thought he was a little weird. Nothing I could put my finger on. I just always thought that my friend who's awesome and super smart and really fucking funny could do better. Thankfully, they only dated a few weeks before she ended up breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the reason. Because he was fucking weird. Yeah. Creepy. He was devastated because my friend was definitely the best thing that ever happened to him. I get it. There were only a few weeks left of school, so everyone left for the summer. But because I lived nearby and had an office job at the school during the summer, I was around. Sometime during the summer, I heard that he had been arrested. Since it's a very small school, things get around pretty quickly. Sure. 
Obviously, everyone's first question was, What'd he do? What for? Yeah. Turns out he had fallen for one of those undercover stings where they post on Craigslist as a mom looking for a man to have sex with their 14-year-old daughter (gasps) to quote-unquote teach her about sex. Wait, I'm sorry. This is a fucking thing? Yes. What? So the police, I guess, sometimes like use Craigslist to try to trap like sexual predators. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing of being like, my dad is 14 and hasn't lost it yet. Would would you, stranger, be kind enough to take care of that? I mean, I really hope this is a scenario that is only ever used by police fucking undercover stings. I hope this is not actually a scenario that happens. But apparently if you post this online, people will believe you and take you up on it. So... Hand is on the forehead, jaws on the floor. Yeah. It's very upsetting. It's a very upsetting thing to think that people would just be like, yeah, of course, I'm going to totally take this stranger up on their Craigslist offer to fuck their 14-year-old daughter. To my daughter. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Ugh, I hate everything. Okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, of course. Apparently, he had believed the scam and gone to meet up with the quote-unquote mom and her 14-year-old, only to be met at the door by police. All of us were absolutely shocked when we heard. And he's, this is college age or high school age? He's college age, yeah. Oh my god. Yep. All of us were absolutely shocked when we heard, and I still can't believe I've hung out with someone who would try to solicit sex from a minor. I never saw him again, and I have no idea what happened to him after that. But I still think about it to this day, and while I've never felt comfortable asking her, I can't even imagine how my friend feels about it as someone who actually dated him. Oh my god. Ugh. Anonymous. Oh my god, no. fuck. That one's rough. That one's real rough. That would fuck me up for a while if somebody I knew had like tried to tried to solicit sex from a minor. I I can't I can't really wrap my head around that honestly. I had heard a rumor that someone in my college had done it <gasps> and that that law enforcement had been called. Oh shit. While they were like at like because these people lived off campus so that okay. It was a bunch of them living together and that the cops like showed up. <gasps> Also important to note that the person who told me this is a raging shit talker. Okay. So I don't know if that were the case. What the fuck? What the fuck, dude? Seriously. I'd be turned off of dating for a while after that, I feel like. I'd be like, oh my god. Yeah, my last boyfriend, my last ex-boyfriend tried to fuck a 14-year-old after we broke up, so like, I'm good, thanks. And it's, again, we've talked about it before, like, I just look at kids that, even like, guys who are like 20 they look so young. Yeah. They look so young that I don't understand how someone who is in their 20s looks at a 14-year-old and is like, yeah, man, totally. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, you have a problem and you're a pedophile, straight yeah. up. Like, that's just no... It's very creepy. There's no way to sugarcoat that. That's what it is. Yeah. <sighs> Girl. Girl. Oof. Oof. Okay. All right. I was going to say, give me a palate cleanser, but I, I doubt any of these are going to... No, they're not like, and they lived happily ever after. after. Nope. False. Hi, another fucking horror podcast squad. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I have an unexplained ghost story. Oh, we love the unexplained. And there was a little, like, I don't know how you'd call it in English, but you know the squiggly above an enye? Enye? Yeah. It's unexplained was bracketed with those squigglies. Ooh. So. Oh, so you know it's fucking super serious. Super serial. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, 
Growing up, my basement made me feel uneasy. Girl. Oh, I mean. Red flag on Yeah, I mean, I would say that's just a basement, but like, whoa. No. And especially since we, the two of us grew up without basements. Well, literally none. Yes. The, a basement is a fucking, it's a no for me, dog. No, 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 no. That should not exist. In my, in my world, that doesn't exist. No. My basement made me feel super uneasy, but I'm also a big scaredy cat. So, girl, same. So I usually mustered up enough courage to get whatever I needed from it. My dad traveled a lot when I was younger, so it was usually my mom, my sisters, and I at home. We lived on a butt-ton of land in the middle of nowhere, so nighttime was extra dark <gasps> and creepy. No fucking thank Shivers, you. okay. Oh my, God. my sisters and I used the basement as a playroom while my mom was cleaning the house. Why? Go outside! No! no. Girl, no. You endanger, girl, no. You just said it made you uncomfortable. Okay. Or so I think. I was like four, five, six age. Anyway, my sisters and I were playing with these dolls where you held both their hands and you created a circuit-type electric current that triggered the doll to sing a song. The doll, of course sang Ring Around the Rosie. I I don't like, like, children singing, like, little... Period. Yeah, I don't like children singing, period, but, like, especially, like, little children's rhymes. Yes. No. This is my... No. Yes. My nightmare house. The creepiest song known to me. Yes, facts! <laughs> literally facts! Oh, my God. It's literally about the plague and people, like, dying. Like, exactly. What? Also, that doll couldn't have been good for us anyway. It was my fave, and we had two. Girl... No. <laughs> so one night my sisters and i cleaned up our toys in the basement making sure every doll was put away and we went to sleep no biggie right wrong at around 3 15 a.m <gasps> wait that's like the amityville horror time right yeah it's that's like known as the witching hour and oh. it's supposed to be a, a perversion of so the reason why 3 a.m. is supposed to be like the evil hour is that Okay. Tell me. Is oh, is that when when Jesus was nailed to the cross was supposed to be at 3 p.m. So it's like a perversion of that. Okay. Okay. Catholicism and Christianity. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it helps with things like this. Yeah, I was say I wouldn't have known that fuck. Okay. Yeah, so allegedly a lot of evil spooky things happen at 3 a.m. As a mirror, as, like a mirror as the opposite. Of, okay. okay. Yes, 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 yes. At around 3.15 a.m., my oldest sister wakes up to the sound of Ring Around the Rosie. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. She wakes up my mom, and they go to investigate the basement. The aforementioned doll is face <gasps> down on the concrete floor, screaming, Ring Around the Rosie. No, I, I would just burn the whole house down. No, no, no. I mean, yes. That's the logical thing thank to you. do. Yeah, thank you. The doll had never sang this before, and we know we put that doll away before bed. My mom put it back in the toy chest and brushed it off like it was nothing. However, the next coming years, I would have two more instances <gasps> where my toys turned on by themselves No, at 3.15 a.m. Oh my god, no, 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 no. Every time. It was wild. Anyway, thanks for making such a cool podcast, Mo. I can't. You in danger, girl. Girl. No. 
Burn the doll at least. If not the I house, mean, like that thing's going in a fucking barrel fire in like less than 10 seconds. No. No fucking thank you. <sighs> no, no, no. Uh, that story was amazing. Thank you, Mo. I don't know if you're a fellow Monique or a Maureen, but in oh. my in my normal life, I also go by Mo because people cannot emotionally handle Monique? that my name is Monique. It's so funny because I feel like I've accidentally slipped up and called you Mo one time. And the one time I did, I was like, that just felt so weird. And I hated every second of it. And I was like, why? Why? And that's Never cool. Again. But they're either like, and this is not me. This is what has been told to me repeatedly throughout my life. <laughs> it's, you're not black. Why is your name Monique? <laughs> one. What? What? Okay. All of the time. I didn't know that was a prerequisite, but okay. Apparently. All of the time. Or the other one is, I'm assuming they look at the last name and they decide that I fucked up my own name and that it's actually Monica. Because you don't know your own name. You don't know how to spell your own name. I literally got called Monica yesterday. By who? What? Yeah. Oh my God. Get so, out of here. Because people like can, it's like does not compute and you see people flip out about like it. They're and having like they're having the 404 era literally exactly. right in front of you. Yeah. I'm like, just call me Mo. M-O. It's too, like, just Super call me easy. Mo. It's like, fine. yeah. And so from one mode to another, <laughs> hey girl, thank you for that story. And I hope uh, you're not dealing with these fucking dolls anymore. Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck. No, no, no. No. So like a doll. I don't like creepy, no. creepy songs. Nope. No, no. This is, this is a, a world no of basements. No. Everything about this is terrible. Yeah. So this next submission, you know how in Transformers, there are all the Transformers and then they all come together to make like a mega Transformer. Yeah. That's what this email is. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. And the <laughs> the subject of the email is listener story submission in which I panic and submit everything. <laughs> <laughs> that spoke to my soul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and because it was amazing, we're going to read all of it. But we've split it up, and I don't know the stories that Amy's going to read, and she yeah. doesn't know the story I'm going to read. So we're going to read the whole shebang. Fuck yes. You're welcome. And Yeah, and I'm starting us off You're here. You're starting us off. Hell yeah. So this is the first of our three stories from Lex. Hey, girl. Thank you, Lex. Amazing. Thank you. As a kid and into my early 20s, I lived in Palmdale, California, a desert town about an hour and a half north of LA, and the subject of that one Afro-Man song. Fucking the love. what? I you let me listen to Afro Man. I don't know what the fuck this is. Oh my god, I'm not cool, <sighs> and I'm older. I was like, two strikes I, against me. I no, no, you're fine, <laughs> and I'm blanking so hard right now on what the fuck his like most popular songs on are that you would know. I feel like you definitely have have heard Afro Man. I'll give it a goog after. There you go. My family and I lived further out from the main part of the city in the fucking middle of nowhere. The block I grew up on didn't get streetlights until about 2004. Holy so fuck! Yeah, ooh, girl. No, girl. No, girl. Mm-mm. So weird, nefarious shit absolutely <gasps> went down in my neighborhood. Oh my god. Like that time in sixth grade when a meth house a few doors down from us just casually blew up Holy fuck! Oh my god. Holy fuck! I wasn't prepared for this. Aside from all of the wackadoo bullshit that the neighborhood was getting into... And all of the horrific, gruesome murders that my best friend's mom used to tell us about. She was the dispatcher for a sheriff's station, so oh, you shit. know she told us some weird shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. The fucking gold mine that was. I can't even imagine. For sure. The house my family and I lived in was also 
incredibly fucking haunted. Holy shit. I have three stories about that place listed below. Buckle the fuck up, my dears. I'm so excited right now. Oh my god. It's 2002, and I've invited my two best friends, Sarah and Heather, over to my house for the weekend. Got to. We're all about 13 at the time. It's getting late, close to midnight, when my friend Heather goes into the kitchen to grab a glass of water. The window in our kitchen faced out towards our backyard. We lived on an acre of land and had a corral and a barn at the far back end of our property. As Heather is staring out of the window towards the corral, she seems to glaze over a bit and is completely transfixed on the barn. Hmm. Can we go out there? She asked in a low whisper. Being a total dumbass, I said, sure. No, girl. Yes, the house had totally creeped me out over the years, but the backyard had always been fine. The three of us pulled on our boots and made our way into the backyard. Keep in mind, our neighborhood has absolutely no streetlights. No. We had a few lights on our property, but honestly, they didn't do much. And did we bring flashlights? Of fucking course not. Why would you? My sweet nugget of a dog who was a Doberman Black Lab mix and literally the sweetest, most protective angel Aww. named Bummer tagged along with us. That is actually a fantastic name for a dog. That is I a great really name. I really like that. Very unique too. I've not heard that before. As we walked towards the barn, my friend Sarah started to freak out. She was always a chicken about literally everything. So Heather and I, being the absolute dicks that we were, turned oh to her God. and told her she could go back if she wanted. Poor Sarah tried to brave it, but about 30 feet from the barn, she screamed and ran back inside. (gasps) Honestly, she was the smartest one of all of us. Oh, shit. Heather, Bummer, and I finally made it to the gate of the corral. About 20 feet behind the entrance to the corral was the door that led into the barn. The whole corral and barn were empty, so I wasn't sure why Heather was interested in it. What is it? I asked her. I just feel like there's something here. Mm. I don't know, she replied. We both fell silent and just stared at the door into the barn. I have no idea how long we stood there staring, but at some point, Bummer and all 100 pounds of him started to shake, and he began to whimper. (gasps) As I stared at the door, something began to peek out. Get them the right- Fuck out. Stop it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. (gasps) I gave myself chills reading that. Oh my god. (laughs) Something began to peek out from the right side of the doorway. Uh Uh-uh. Ever so slowly, a hand came out of the <gasps> darkness into the moonlight. It was pale, thin, and the best way that I can describe it is that it looked like a witch's hand. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have all the chills. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my my god. hand is like pressed to my chest right now. Oh my god. It had long nails <gasps> and a gray, wispy sleeve draped over its forearm. I felt my breath catch, and as I began to blink, trying to clear my eyes, the fingers began to move as no! if it was beckoning us into the darkness oh my god lex no no girl you in danger girl run back to the house bummer began growling and barking and his freak out was enough to pull me out of whatever trance i was in heather was still transfixed so i grabbed her arm and yanked her as hard as i could until she broke eye contact with the doorway as soon as she looked at me she screamed we have to go yeah we all ran back to the house and when we got inside Sarah asked what had happened. Too freaked out to even talk about it, we both told her that Bummer saw something and started barking, so we ran back. Heather and I didn't talk about it until almost three weeks later when I was staying at her house. I asked her what she had seen, and in perfect detail, she described exactly what I had seen. A thin, dead-looking hand with long, pointed nails beckoning to her in the darkness. Get the fuck out. I never hosted sleepovers with the three of us at my house ever again 
Girl, I don't blame you. How the fuck are you still living there? Right? Flash forward a few years. I'm now 17 and I'm curled up on the couch in our living room watching TV. Our television was just to the left of our fireplace and above the fireplace, we had a giant fucking mirror. If you were sitting on the couch at just the right angle, you could look into the mirror and see the corner of the ceiling that was behind you. So I'm sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. watching reruns of Angel or VH1's Behind the Music or some shit when I feel like someone is watching me. Nope. I shift around on the couch trying to get comfortable when I look up into the mirror and almost shit my pants. (gasps) In the reflection of the mirror... I see a giant black swirling mask. Get the fuck out. Like imagine a fucking Dementor <gasps> or Nazgul if Lord of the Rings is more your vibe. And it's not, so I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that inc- incorrectly. I'm so sorry if I am. Pressed up into the corner of your living room. Nope. That's what I see in this fucking mirror. I turn around to face the corner and I don't see a goddamn thing. I turn back to the mirror and it's gone. It's late, so I figure that I'm just incredibly tired. Mm-hmm. I relax, and about 30 minutes later, get the fuck out. Another chill runs down my spine. Mm-mm. Knowing what I'll see, I look into the mirror, and sure enough, the swirling black mass is back. Oh my god. I scream, Go away! No one invited you here! And promptly began saying the Lord's Prayer because all of those years of Greek Orthodox Mass refused to let me forget it. For sure. I ran into my room closed the door, prayed like there would be no tomorrow, and hid under the covers. The next morning, I told my mom what I saw, and she got (gasps) tight-lipped. Quote, I saw the same thing outside of the living room window a few nights ago. Stop it. We're blessing the house tonight. (gasps) End quote. Weird shit continued to happen on and off for the next few years, but nothing as traumatic as those first two incidents. I think mostly because my mom and I kept blessing the house and taking whatever protective measures we could. The final incident happened when I was about 20 or so, maybe a little older. I can't remember anything spooky happening prior to this, but I do remember my mom being stressed out about finances and life in general, so I think that's part of why what happened next occurred when it did. Mm -hmm. I was up late again, watching TV, typical, when all of a sudden I hear my name being stage-whispered in the (gasps) kitchen. The voice sounds eerily like a blend of my mom's voice and mine. Mom? I called out. No response. I shook it off, figuring that I just had heard something. A minute or two goes by when I hear it again. This time, I'm absolutely convinced that my mom woke up and somehow snuck past me to the kitchen. I get up and pop my head into the kitchen to find it totally empty. Mm -mm. I creep down the hallway to my mom's room, crack open her bedroom door, and hear her gently snoring. Stop it. Just as I close the door, I hear my name called (gasps) in the kitchen again. I creep back towards the living room and my heart is pounding so loudly that I'm absolutely convinced that it's going to fall out of my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Lex, I love you. Hello, I call again because apparently my dumb ass hasn't seen enough horror movies at this point to know that that's a bad idea. Yeah, girl. There's no response. And then all of a sudden I hear whistling start outside. What the fuck? It's crisp, strong, and pitch perfect And it's coming from outside my front door. Get the fuck out. No, thank you. Because I'm part of the last generation of latchkey kids, I was basically raised on unsolved mysteries and know damn well that this is the part where I run into the kitchen and grab the biggest fucking knife that I can find and check every lock. Get it, Lex. Yes. Yes, girl. Facts. I turn off all of the lights and try peeking outside to see if I can catch a glimpse of whoever the fuck this creep is. As I'm triple checking the locks, I realize that whoever the fuck is outside 
is whistling You Are My Sunshine. <gasps> that is just as creepy <gasps> as Ring Around the Ring Rose. Around the Rosie. Facts. That is terrifying. Oh my god. As I listen, I can hear gravel crunching under their boots. They're slowly walking around <sighs> the entire house. No. Mm-mm. Oh my god, no. As they make their rounds, I slowly creep under windows to try to see them. Every step of the way, I can hear them and their boots, but I never see them. Stop it. The weirdest part is that eventually I notice that I'm not scared anymore, but instead I've become weirdly calm and feel at peace. Hmm. Eventually the whistling stops and I realize how tired I am. I put the knife away, check all the locks again, and go to bed. The following morning, as my mom is sipping her coffee reading, I tell her what happened. In all honesty, I was expecting her to yell at me again for reading horror stories before bed, but instead she did something entirely unexpected. Mm. She began to cry. (gasps) And not like a beautiful single tear cry, but like full on ugly sobs. Oh shit. I thought she had finally lost it until through her tears she told me, quote, it was my mom and dad. It was your grandparents. Your grandfather used to walk around the ranch every night after feeding the horses and he would whistle... You are my sunshine. Oh my god. Grandma's voice sounded just like ours does. It was them. They were just checking on us. Full they were chills. I know. End quote. I gave myself chills with that one. Both of my mom's parents had passed away well before I was born, but I've always thought of them as my guardian angels. When I was 11 and learning to ride a bike for the first time, just as I was about to eat shit, I felt someone grab the seat of my bike, place their hand on my back, and write me. Get with- the fuck out. Without even thinking about it, I shouted back, Thank you, Grandpa! I love that! That's so cute! I love that. When I was 16, I literally thought I was going to die from the flu. I was curled up in bed with a ton of blankets piled on me. Just as I finally got warm, I shifted and my blanket pile slipped off of my foot. I was so sick and cold that I started to cry. As I was about to move to fix my blanket, I felt the blankets lift up, cover my feet, and could feel myself being tucked in. I whispered, thank you, Grandma. Fell asleep, and when I woke up, my three-day fever had finally broken. I love this so much. I love this so much. Oh my god. So, I don't know what brought them to my mom and I that night, but after that visit and my grandfather's rendition of You Are My Sunshine, nothing ever felt off about that house again. I love that. I love that so much. I love My mom used to sing that to me. I love it. Okay, we're on to yeah. Lex story this is Lex two. story number two. Growing up, my mom was a single parent for my brother and me. We were absolutely this ragtag team, and my brother and I have a ton of similarities in personality thanks to our mom. Additionally, we also both inherited some clairsentient skills <gasps> from her. Ooh, okay. And her side of the family. Clairsentience is the psychic ability to feel or sense something about an event or place. We know because Elise, who's bomb.com, totally let us know last week. It's like, hey girls, by the way. Hey girl, BT dubs, we're obsessed with you. Thanks, Elise. Thank you. We love you, Elise. AKA, we're really good at picking up on bad vibes. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. And while we don't always trust our gut, when it gets loud, we know to listen. Ooh, I love that. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. So here are three little tales about how this ability saved our lives <gasps> lex is here for real lex is here for real play. you just saying that gave me chills lex the chills you've given me today like chill girl <laughs> it is the chill factory <laughs> fuck 
1993, my brother was a senior at Reseda High School near Los Angeles. It was his last semester before graduation, and he was walking to school. He started to feel really nauseous. The closer he got to school, the worse he felt. At one point, he was about to cross the street when he looked up at the don't walk sign. Only it didn't say don't walk like it normally did. That day it said, don't go. (gasps) Full body chills. What? Taking that as a sign from the universe, my brother promptly turned right back around and headed home. Yeah. As soon as he got home, he felt totally fine. He called my mom at work and told her what happened. Being the woman that she was, she told him that his intuition was probably onto something and that he should just take the day and stay home. Your mother is not my mother. I was going to say, I love this. This just like, yeah, trust your gut. Like you're good. Just, yep. For sure. You know what you saw. But I'm also guessing that Lex and her brother were not shitty kids who were like pulling this all the time. No, they don't seem like it. They seem like good kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like. Yeah, fuck it was just an excuse like, no, I swear I saw. I the, swear I saw things and I have a math test and, and I don't want to take it. I gotta right. stay home. Yeah. Later that day, while watching TV, my brother discovered that there had been a shooting <gasps> at school that killed one of his classmates. This shooting was what prompted the Los Angeles Unified School District to install metal detectors in most of its schools. Holy shit, dude! Had my brother been at school that day? Who knows what could have happened to him? Holy shit, dude. Holy fuck. Trust your fucking gut. Trust your fucking gut. It's that thing. Stephanie Arnold, if you sense something, say something. Yeah. In December of that same year, my family and I were still living in Reseda when my mom abruptly decided that we needed to move. It felt like it came out of nowhere. But all of a sudden, she was like, we need to get out of LA. We should move to the Antelope Valley, maybe Palmdale. Within a few weeks of her having this sudden idea, we had all of our shit packed in bags and boxes, and we were on our way. About two weeks after we moved to Palmdale, our shit was still in boxes, and my brother and I were still sleeping on the living room couches waiting for our beds to arrive. The 1994 Northridge earthquake hit. It was a 6.7 magnitude earthquake whose epicenter was just north of our old apartment building. Had we still been living in that apartment complex in Reseda when the earthquake hit, there's a pretty good chance that we would have been seriously injured or killed. Our old apartment was completely leveled by the quake. (gasps) I was going to say, fuck. I mean. Damn. I'm obsessed with all of this. I'm obsessed with all of this. Then, about 10 years later in 2004, I woke up one morning to get ready for school. As I was getting ready... I began to feel really ill. The more I tried to push past it, the worse I felt. Eventually, I said, fuck it, told my mom that I was going to stay home for the day and crawled back into bed. As soon as I was back in my pajamas, I felt better. Around 10 or 11 a.m., I started getting text messages from friends asking me where I was and if I was okay. I told them I was fine and that I was homesick. I asked what was going on, and finally my friend Anna texted me, quote, We're on lockdown. They think there's an active shooter on campus. (gasps) Someone found guns in the bushes near the band room. End quote. Thankfully, it wasn't an active shooter and no one was hurt. But when my mom got home from work, I told her what happened. She almost lost her mind as that was the second time her kid's intuition saved their ass. Yeah, fuck. That's so crazy. I'm now 33 And while I'm not always great at listening to my gut, 
I'm getting better though, because fuck politeness. Correct. Yes. But whenever my intuition is that fucking loud, you better believe I listen up. Damn straight. Girl. Good for you, Lex. Fuck yes, Lex. <gasps> I am obsessed. Obsessed. Obsessed with all of it. Oh, that's too cool. Mm. That's too cool. All right. This is number three of Lex's stories. And this one's called The Joys of Ancestry DNA. Oh, shit. My parents split up before I was born. So as a kid, I never knew my dad's side of the family. All that I knew about them from my mom was that they were all hella Italian. (laughs) We're from Brooklyn and that I probably had family in the mafia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) About three years ago, I decided to try to see if I could find my dad's family. And what better way to do that than by sending your spit to some lab in Ohio. Of course. Six weeks after I sent my saliva to Ancestry DNA, I had a ton of matches. I wound up finding a shitload of cousins, have reconnected with my aunt and uncle on my dad's side, and discovered even more family drama. Oh, shit. In 2019, when we could actually go the fuck outside, I went to a giant Easter gathering that my cousins in San Jose hosts every year. While I was there, they asked me if anyone had told me about my great-grandfather, Paul. Well, where do we start? (gasps) First things first, technically, my great-grandfather, Paul, is my step-great-grandfather, but according to my family, quote, Family is family. Don't worry about the blood. End quote. Okay. Which I I kind of love, honestly. Yeah, for sure. My great-grandmother got remarried to Paul while my grandmother Daisy was still little, so she and Paul were very close, and in her eyes, he was her father. My dad and his siblings were born in the late 40s and early 50s, and they fucking adored Grandpa Paul. Little did they know that in 1966, good old granddad became the boss of the Bonanno crime family. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Okay. One of the quote-unquote... Five families. Yes. That fucking ran shit and dominated organized crime in New York City. My great-grandfather was Paul Skiaka. He has his own Wikipedia page. Holy fuck! Jesus. Because my grandmother Daisy didn't want her kids, my dad, aunt, and uncle, to know that their grandfather was a goddamn mafia boss, she used to go through the newspaper every morning <gasps> and cut out any articles about Grandpa Paul before handing them the newspaper. Holy shit. I'm oh, obsessed with my this. God. I never, also, like, if you gave me a newspaper, I'm like, why are there a bunch of, like, articles cut out? Like, yeah. can I get the whole paper? What the fuck? Sometimes they would get the... <laughs> Sometimes they would get the paper and chunks of the entire front fucking page would be missing. According to my family, great-granddad was primarily a bootlegger during Prohibition. In mm. the old family house, he and the neighbors created underground tunnels in their basement. Holy shit! This is my dream! This is amazing. Ugh. So if one house was raided, they could move any contraband from one house to another. There's even a family legend that they used to smuggle liquor through the Canadian border disguised as Seagram's ginger ale. There's, like, no proof of this that I'm aware of, so Seagram's don't fucking come for me. But if it's true, (laughs) let me know if there's an inheritance that I'm entitled to or something. Lex. Lex! Girl! Obsessed. Your life is insane. I was going to say, could you have a more interesting life? Like, girl, write a book. This is amazing. I would read that book. Yes. (gasps) Girl! That was, like, the fucking mother load. Yes. Like, true crime and paranormal. You hit all of the fucking things. I mean, it's like you get us. I know, right? Boxes checked, girl. Hey, girl. We see we, you. We fucking see you. Yeah. And then Lex, because she's so wonderful, literally like sent us each a little message. Oh, uh, the best. So Lex, thank you so much. The one she sent to me says, Amy, unfortunately, I don't have any alien stories. Not really anyway. 
You have all of the other stories. I know, right? Like, we can't expect you to have all of the stories. But still, you're amazing. Thank you for thinking of my alien story needs. I appreciate that. You're amazing. The town that I grew up in has a high-security Air Force base that tests new aerospace and aviation technology all of the time. Holy shit. So it's hard to say if it was ever aliens or not. What I can say for sure is that my best friend's mom, who was a dispatcher for the sheriff's station, got way too many calls from people calling 911 because they thought they saw a UFO. <laughs> Super fun. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, that's amazing. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Oh my god. And so and she wrote me a, a little a little thingy. Yeah, as what does well. yours say? I'm so intrigued. Monique, as a fellow actor, hey girl. Hey. I see you. And condolences. I get it. It's a <laughs> tough life. I thought you would really dig this. When Amy covered infrasound, it reminded me of a play I was in during college that took place in a mental institution. Oh my god. Okay. During the scenes with the patients, our sound designer would play infrasounds in order to make the audience feel uneasy and nervous. Yes! Adding to their experience during the show. That's pretty fucking rad. I'm so obsessed. He also worked as a sound engineer during Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights (gasps) and said that the mazes absolutely used infrasound. Yes! Oh! I never thought of that, but that's such a fucking good venue to use it in. Me neither, and it... Oh, that makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. So much sense. And if it's too intense, or if someone is too sensitive to the sound, it's one of the reasons why they end up vomiting all over (gasps) the place. Oh, shit. Y'all are amazing. Please keep doing what you're doing. And if you're ever in LA and need recommendations for street tacos, holler at me. Girl. Lex, Lex, no take backsies. Right? Also, we're obsessed with you. We're fucking obsessed with you. Thank you for sending us literally like... Every story ever. All the stories. Yeah. Oh my God. We're obsessed with you. Thank you so much, Lex. Oh my God. She's fucking awesome, dude. Bomb.com. So awesome. I really, I really can't state it enough, honestly. So good. So good. (sighs) Okay. On to the next. Yeah. Regale me. Okay. You're not ready for this. Never ready. I've never been ready a day in my life, Monique. Okay. This is how this starts. I'm not starting at this one. (laughs) She had me convinced from sentence one. Way to commit to the role, Monique. Thank you. (laughs) This is what's written here. I did not write this. Okay. You're not ready for this. So I have an apartment that I rent out to a longtime tenant. The lease was over in April, so I contacted her and asked her if she was going to stay for another year. And she said, yeah, I'm not really going anywhere with all this shit going on. Great. Wonderful. So I write an addendum saying, we're extending the lease for a year, blah, blah, blah. Dropped it off at her place and said, just sign it and bring it back to me. Okay, fine. She signs it. She brings it back to me on Monday and she drops it off with my doorman downstairs. I get an email from the doorman saying I have an envelope at the front desk. I go downstairs and my doorman gives me the envelope. The only things I had with me were the keys to my apartment and the envelope. My apartment is on the eighth floor. And while I have an elevator building, I like walking up the stairs for exercise. Eight floors, girl. Zoo. You're a fucking badass because I have fucking six flights and I'm like, where's the fucking elevator? I'm not (laughs) doing this. For sure. So... I'm at the bottom of the stairs, getting ready to walk up, and I look at the envelope, and I notice that it's the same envelope that I gave her, but she wrote to and from in the opposite places. I open it up, I look at the letter, it's signed, 
beautiful. I put it back in the envelope and I walk up the stairs. My apartment unit has two entrances and I decide to go through the back entrance that opens up to the laundry room and kitchen. So I go into my apartment, I futz around, and I think to myself, oh, I should probably put that letter away. I should put it away in the file. I come back into the kitchen, it's gone. It's not there. And thinking back and tracing my steps, I can't even remember going in the door with the letter in my hand. The last thing I can remember with this letter was that I was downstairs, I opened it up, I looked at it, I closed it, and I walked up the stairs. I remember along the way, I took my mask off because I'm going up eight flights of stairs and I don't want to breathe with a mask on. I mean, (laughs) I fucking get it. Yeah, fuck. And having to slow down from the seventh to the eighth floor. And the envelope didn't drop because I would have heard it drop. And it's not like I was carrying anything else other than my keys. So I look up and down the stairway. Nothing. I go all the way down to the basement area. Nothing. I go back to the doorman and ask him when they pick up the recycling, thinking that maybe it was in my hand and I accidentally tossed it out with some junk mail, even though I don't remember doing that. Fuck. I had picked up the envelope at 4.40 and the doorman told me that the recycling is never picked up later than 4 p.m. So I thought it couldn't have gone out with the recycling. Beautiful. And I told the doorman what happened and he said that the same thing had happened to him, blah, 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 whatever. So... I scour the apartment. I look everywhere I think it could possibly be. Places that there's no fucking way I could have put it. It's nowhere to be found. So I'm like, okay, somebody took it. And I'm thinking it's paranormal. Okay, shit, yeah. I'm like, all right, somebody took this letter. And I ask whoever took it to please bring it back. I love this. So calm, so rational. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. come on, ghosty. I know you fucking stole my envelope. Like, let's do this. Just bring it back and we don't have to make an issue out of it. It's cool. I won't fucking sage your ass later. <laughs> At first, I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, it's an important document. But I was talking to my friend and she was like, you know what? You can write up another one. She can sign another one. It's no big deal. If someone did come across it in the hallway, there's no social security number or sensitive information on it. So somebody knows I have a tenant. Big fucking deal. So then I stopped panicking. It shows up on Saturday. (gasps) Five days later, in my closet. What? In my bedroom, on top of a shoebox. Since I lost the envelope on Monday, I have been in that closet multiple times to wear different pairs of shoes. I did not see the envelope. I went in there today. And it's right there on top of the box of shoes I was going to wear. And next to the box of shoes was a pair that I wore a few days ago and again yesterday. So I've worn that pair of shoes in the box next to the box that had the envelope on it twice already. And the envelope was not there. This is fucking crazy, man. No. I was putting those shoes away because whenever I take my shoes off, I just let them sit before I put them back in the box. So I took them off last night put them in the closet, closed the closet, took the shoes, put them back in the box this morning. And I'm like, what's this here? Picked it up, looked at it, full body chills. So my husband died several years ago and there's a portrait of him hanging in my dining room. And I always talk to it. And I was talking to him last night and crying, saying that I missed him. And sometimes I swear I can see an expression on his face. And I noticed that there was this little glint, like a mischievous little thing. And I'm like, 
Hmm. What's that all about? And I didn't think about it last night. I only thought, well, that's a different look in the portrait. It's like he's looking at me with a different look. But I didn't even think about it. Then this morning, boom, that thing shows up and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he did that. He's fucking with you. Donna. I, I love mean, that so much. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. I know. That's fucking crazy. Also, as someone who's like very particular about where they put things and like how yeah. they have things arranged, like that would absolutely, that would give me an existential crisis. Like I would yeah. be like, there's absolutely no way. Like I fucking know that was not there. Yeah. How the fuck did that get there? Yeah. And, and this is, this is my friend Donna. And oh shit, Donna Donna. Donna Donna. Oh my god, Donna, thank you. Donna, Amazing. thank you. Wait, I thought nothing ever happens to Donna. Exactly. I was just gonna say, because we're fucking twinsies with that, and I fucking get it, girl. I feel you. And she hit me up being <gasps> like, like some shit happened to me. Some shit fucking happened oh, to me. Donna, I'm so happy for you. Congrats, <laughs> girl. And Donna's apartment is meticulous. There yeah. is not a thing out of place. She's not like like filled with clutter and there's like things everywhere like no 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 no. so she puts an envelope down it's not like oh let me go through all this bullshit to see where it is there is no bullshit like a stack of mail fucking no not at all yeah no it's meticulous and it's funny because after she she sent in the story she told me that because she was like yeah he did that but then there was that little that little doubt of like maybe not yes I mean, you have to have that. Yeah, That's your it. rational brain being like, please let this be, this has to be something else, right? This is not what I think it is. Right. Yes. And so she, her wedding rings, so I believe it was, she used her mother's wedding rings when she got married to her husband. Okay. And she hasn't worn them in many years because they ha- they don't fit her anymore. So recently she decided that she was going to get the two rings resized to be one ring. Oh, and cool. that she was going to wear it. Oh, I love that. And so we're talking about this and she's like, you know, I think it's him. I don't know. Blah, 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 whatever. We hang up. She calls me like two minutes later. <gasps> and it turns out the wedding ring, the, she gets a phone call like the second that we hang up saying the wedding ring is available. Her wedding ring that she had with this man <gasps> is available. And it was available like a week earlier than it was supposed to be. Oh shit. Okay. And I'm like, Girl. This is him being like, bitch, did you seriously not think that I was the one that did the envelope? Fine. Yeah. Here's the wedding ring. Here's the ring if you must insist. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) How How many more things do I have to fucking tell you, Donna? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Donna. Donna. I'm so happy that you had your first paranormal experience. And that it was like a good... Happy one. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like ghost haunting. It wasn't like a creepy hand coming out of the barn. Like it was. It wasn't yeah. her being fucking choked at this fucking restaurant in Salem. Yeah. Exactly. No. Oh. Yay. I love okay. it. Okay. I'm super excited. Yeah. That made me extra excited. <gasps> I'm so happy. Yay. Yay. All right. I'm up, right? Yeah. Okay. And this is my, this is my final, my final listener story. Amazing. And this one is from our beloved Grace. Grace! Queen Grace! Queen Grace. We're obsessed. We're obsessed. Our lovely medical examiner, 
slash fan slash friend slash obsession slash badass badass boss bitch aerial gymnast I don't, yes grace if you don't follow her on instagram dead men's donuts with period in between yes dead it's dead period men's period donuts in addition to just being a total bamf while other people do aerial silks she's like that's bullshit i'm gonna do aerial chains. chains because grace is a boss bitch yes i can't even handle my life is a like total bamf total bamf yes that should be on her business card not medical examiner right bamf so this is from grace thank you grace thanks grace we're obsessed Greeting, travelers. This is my favorite non-binary greeting. It sounds very adventurous, doesn't it? Yes, it does, and I love that. Yes. So I had intended to send you this series of tales last time you had a listener episode because I believe I was chatting with you guys on Instagram as this first story occurred. A friend of mine used to have a pin that read, quote, there's one in every crowd and he always finds me. End quote. Oh my God. Nothing has ever spoken to us all as much as literally (laughs) literally to my soul yes the realness of that facts there is one in every crowd and he does always find me always and i feel as though there are a lot of us who are essentially weirdness magnets in this lifetime yep facts allow me to expound when i was texting you last month i was sitting in a coffee shop in san rafael finishing up my americano before i drove home approximately nine hours away. Mm. I had been on a mini vacation visiting my childhood friend and I had my two dogs with me tethered to the outdoor table where I was sitting. Some dodgy looking dude approached me and while I bristled at his proximity, my idiot dogs happily greeted him as though he was a long lost brother. (laughs) Dogs, am I right? He was smoking a cigarette and drinking his own cup of coffee as he bent to greet my dogs, who I silently cursed at for being so friendly. (laughs) I get it. The guy then turned his attention towards me and started talking. Not so much to me, but rather at me. I wasn't unkind to him and didn't want to antagonize him because while he was clearly strange, I didn't find him terribly threatening. All the same, the first thing he told me was that he was homeless and his van was right over there. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Where he also had two dogs, one of which was pregnant and due to have puppies any day. Thanks. I was thinking to myself, if this is a kidnapper trying to use the old I've got a puppy in my van ruse, (laughs) he's going to have to try a little harder. Yes, Grace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I made some non-committal remark like, oh, that's interesting, and went back to texting with you guys. The guy continued to stare at me, then asked in a loud voice if I lived nearby. Uh Uh-uh. I glanced up and told him no. He asked me where I lived, and I told him that I lived out of state and I was leaving town today. Like, right now. It was probably more information than I needed to give, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to make it clear that we were not starting some kind of interaction where he could expect to see me around. Mm -hmm. Oh, he said, so I guess I'll never see you again. That's right, I told him. What route are you planning to take? Are you taking (gasps) I-5? I looked up at him. I haven't decided yet. Maybe. Okay, he said, wandering away to light another cigarette. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh Uh-uh. This guy had literally hit on every possible red flag in the serial killer handbook. 10,000%. Yes, Grace. He had a van with possibly real, possibly fictional dogs in it. (laughs) He wanted to know where I lived. He wanted to know where I was going and what route I was taking. I was like, who does this asshole think he's dealing with? Uh, Yeah. He clearly does not He clearly has no idea. He's not aware of Queen Grace. No, he's not aware of Queen Grace. And he should bow. Facts. (laughs) Facts, yes. 
That was the thought in my head as I very overtly took a picture of the guy himself, then took a picture of his van and the license plate and texted all of these items to my cop husband, letting him know. Yes, Grace! I'm so fucking obsessed obsessed with you, I can't handle it. Letting him know that this dude had been inordinately interested in my comings and goings. I mean, I get it. Anyone who sees me walking down the street probably wouldn't think I gave off an intimidating vibe. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not only a deputy medical examiner who's married to a cop, I'm also a professional chains aerialist, and I was pretty sure I could snap this guy over my knee if he tried anything. Fuck, yes. I do not doubt that in any way, shape, or form, Grace. Yeah. No. I would bet my fucking life on that shit. On the regular, I wrestle with 50 plus pounds of steel chains as I dangle from the ceiling in my underwear. Because, you may not have caught this, uh, Grace is a fucking Banff. Yeah. Banff boss bitch, for sure. Facts. If this guy wanted to try attacking me, he was more than welcome to give it a go and see how it went for him. But more importantly, this wasn't my first rodeo. It wasn't even my fifth rodeo. Like so many other women around me, I have spent my life dodging the approach of smarmy men. Grace, I didn't think I could love you more and you just used the word smarmy and I love you more than I did 10 seconds ago because that is one of my favorite words of all time. (laughs) Dodging the approach of smarmy men who meant to do me harm. And here are two stories that stand out. (gasps) I was probably around six or seven, which means it was the 80s, that decade in which nobody really gave a shit where their kids were or what Mm. they were doing. Mm. My family was no exception. I was in my backyard alone when some dude walked up to our waist-high backyard fence and spoke to me. No. I I just got chills thinking about that, honestly. No. I remember he was a very unassuming white guy who appeared clean-cut and pleasant enough. Hey, he said to me, do you know anyone who has a parakeet? He gestured to a tree outside the fence and in my neighbor's side yard. I saw a parakeet in that tree as I was driving by, and I'm thinking it must be lost. Do you know whose it might be? Do you think you could help me find the owner? Nope. I took a step forward, then another, almost automatically. I looked toward the tree where the quote-unquote parakeet had been spotted. I was a child. Of course I wanted to see the parakeet. But something stopped me. (gasps) I knew parakeets were small, and while I don't remember the specific time of year, I do recall that there were leaves on the trees. A voice in my head, one that came from who knows where, sprang up like, well, red flag. How the hell was he able to see a parakeet in a leafy tree from the street? Yep. Especially from a moving car. Fuck yes. His story didn't wash. And in a staggering display of deductive reasoning, considering my age, I decided this guy was full of shit. Fuck yes. I stopped, took a step back, glanced back at my house, then looked the guy in the eye and said flatly, I don't know anyone with a parakeet. Then I turned and ran back into my house. Yes. Good for you, Grace. Get it, girl. I never told my mom, figuring she wouldn't believe me since no one believed anything kids said back then. Yeah. And the reality of that incident didn't sink in until years later. That this guy was trying to get me to leave my yard, probably so he could abduct me. And who knows what would have happened if he had succeeded. Oh my God. Flash forward to when I was in my early 20s, so late 1990s. Mm. I was leaving work to go to rehearsal for a play I was in. I was running late and had to catch the bus for about a four-mile ride to the other side of town. Just as the bus had stopped and I was climbing on, I heard a car honking and someone shouting. I looked over my shoulder and saw someone in a parked convertible waving at me and honking their horn. I thought I recognized the guy in the car, so I stepped back off the bus and waved the driver away. The bus pulled away and I approached the car only to realize... I had no idea who the driver was. Mm -mm. My pace slowed as I realized this dude was a total stranger. Mm -mm. Hey, get in. I'll give you a ride. (gasps) It was then that I realized his play. 
By stopping me from getting on the bus, I was now stranded for at least another 20 to 30 minutes until the next one showed up. Oh my God. Right? That is fucked up. I do not like that. That's so terrifying. Yes. Oh my God. The guy had pretty much cornered me. Suddenly, I had to be somewhere, but I had no means of getting there. This was before the age of cell phones and hence long before the age of Uber or Lyft. I had already walked a good distance from my work to the bus stop and was easily a mile away, so there was no immediate way to get back to work to call a cab. Besides, it was after six and no one was there to let me in anyway. Oh my god. For a minute, I considered it. (gasps) I was in a bind and I really needed to get to that rehearsal. But the dude was weird. He was grinning in almost a maniacal fashion, giggling and frantically nervous. He was either on something or he was titillated and anxious to get me into his car. Mm -mm. But was doing his best to look easygoing and friendly. Fortunately, he just came across as creepy as fuck. And I didn't appreciate the position he put me in by making me miss the bus. I wondered how long he had been sitting there watching the bus stop waiting for the right person to flag down and trap into an inconvenient situation. That's so terrifying to think of. I know. And then the thing that makes me think of is like, Grace got away, obviously, but like, did he do this another day and get somebody else? Like, is this a guy who is... It wasn't Could be another Golden State killer where he's fucking done this shit a million times and never gotten caught and is still fucking doing this shit. Right. I told the guy that I was good and I wasn't getting in his car. He tried to persuade me for a few moments longer before I just turned away and started walking. He peeled out of the parking lot and took off, and I ended up running my late ass all the way to rehearsal. Holy shit. Again, I didn't tell anyone what had happened and didn't really appreciate the situation for what it was until later on in life. This motherfucker had been trying to get me into his car Mm. and, say it with me, who knows what would have happened if he had succeeded. So that's why I wasn't too put out by the homeless dude by the coffee shop with his van and his quote unquote puppies. I've possibly been out playing lunatic predators since I was six years old and now I'm a deputy medical examiner and I help the police put these assholes away. Fuck yes. Grace. We're so obsessed we can't handle it. From the atheist, you're doing God's work. Like, (laughs) girl. 10,000%. On a side note, I once told these stories to my coworker, Hank, who told me, His story about almost beating the shit out of a sexual predator in the Chicago airport in the 70s. Holy shit. But this letter is long enough already and I want to save something for (gasps) next time. So love you, love your podcast, and I'm hoping to make it out to New York sometime in 2021 so we can all hang out together and celebrate our continued survival. XOXOXO, race. Grace! Grace! Come to New York. We welcome you with open arms. We would love to get drinks and pick your brain. You're amazing. Oh my God. We're so obsessed with you. Those stories are insane. Insane. Thank God you are a fucking boss. Yes. And a woman of fucking wit and substance and fucking everything. Like, I'm so happy you were perceptive enough to fucking realize that that was the situation and get the fuck out of there. Fuck yeah. Even Even at at six. six. Ugh. Like crazy. Ugh. Grace. Amazing. We don't deserve you. You're amazing. Amazing. Ugh. Everybody follow Grace. She's fantastic. At Dead Men's Donuts with, with a period between each of those words. Yes. She's amazing. amazing. And she has a book coming out. Yes. So this is the last story of the bunch. Oh, shit. Okay. All good things must come to an end. I know. Slightly bittersweet, but I love it. I mean, I get it because you guys fucking brought the thunder. Damn. I know, right? This is our best listener episode yet, I think. I think so. Yeah. I'm going to say so. Yeah. Okay, so apologies in advance. I no longer have the photo of the doll. Oh no, girl! 
And even if more I... More dolls? More no, I can't handle it. dolls. And even if I did, I would not dare send <gasps> it after the hell that we went through because of it. Thank you, girl. We don't want that juju. <laughs> exactly. In 2018, we were shopping for a house and we were touring a bunch of houses in the area with our realtor. We got to one that looked great in the photos, but when we went inside, we saw it was basically falling apart. There were holes in the floorboards, the cabinets were falling out of the wall, and it just generally felt haunted and sketchy. The master bedroom was up a set of stairs, and there was sort of a landing, then up a second set of stairs to where the bed would be. There were holes in the walls and an empty dark fireplace. There was also another set of stairs off the master that went up to the attic space. I was in the master bedroom space looking around when I heard my realtor call me from what I thought was the attic space. I peeked my head up into the attic space from the stairs and saw a rocking chair facing away from me, looking out the window, (sighs) rocking. Oh no. I assumed that my realtor was in the chair. I walked up the stairs, talking to her as I went. I looked who was sitting in the chair It was not my realtor. It was a foot and a half tall doll in a blue dress with white skin and black eyes. It was smiling and looking out the window as it rocked in the chair. I screamed, oh, fuck no. (laughs) Correct. Yes. Correct. And ran. I ran down the stairs, out of the house, into the yard, all the way yelling, there's a fucking doll. This house is haunted. I knew it. We have to leave. (laughs) Don't bother it. My husband and realtor went and took pictures of it and laughed at how weird it was. I just told him to delete it. He posted it. Oh no, you're inviting the evil. In 2018, he got drastically ill, lost about 60 pounds, underwent radiation and surgery. He had a terrible job that got worse and it felt like around every turn we hit disaster. A car accident emergency house costs, just a constant onslaught of bad. After about a year of it, I said, you cursed us with that doll. (gasps) Delete the picture. Yes. He laughed at me, but he did it. And wouldn't you know, (gasps) our luck all turned around after that. Elspeth. Oh my God. (sighs) Holy shit, dude. That gave me chills. That gave me chills too. No, no, no. It it reminded me of Robert the Doll. Do you know this? That sounds so vaguely familiar, but I could not tell you anything about it, so I guess I don't know what that is. It's a Florida thing. In the Keys, there's allegedly this doll called Robert the Doll that is haunted as fuck. Okay. And it was a doll that, that was made for this boy named Robert of the Otto family that was very well-to-do, and the doll was made to be like a duplicate of the boy. Oh. It was one of those dolls. So it was like a life-size doll? Yeah, so it's a big doll. <gasps> I don't like that. Okay. Correct. And he would constantly be like talking to the doll and became kind of super obsessed with the doll. And they would be, they would hear noises and they'd be like, what the fuck? And he'd be like, it's not me, it's Robert. Or things would be moved oh, around and mm-hmm, be like, it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, me, it's Robert. Mm-hmm. And so whatever. Super long story short, the doll ends up at the Occult Museum in Key West. It's called oh, something else, shit, but it's okay. essentially the Occult Museum. If you know it, you've you've been there. Obviously. If you, obviously, that's how that works. <laughs> what the fuck was I trying to say? I don't know. If you've been there, you know it. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Not whatever my brain fart seizure thing uh, was right there. Uh, 
So when you go, Robert is there in a glass case sitting in, in a chair with like a little monkey doll or some shit. Okay. And at his feet are like hundreds of letters. <gasps> because you're not supposed to take a picture of Robert without asking for his permission first. And people have done it. And then all of those letters are people who did it <gasps> and are like, please remove the curse. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect you. <gasps> yeah. That gave me chills. Yes. That's so weird. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So when I went, I'm like, I, the phone is not out at all. No, 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 no. I'm just no, like, no. Hey, also, Robert. Like, hey, girl. How you doing? I also like don't need a picture of a creepy doll on my phone. No. Like ever. No. Nor do I need a picture of me with a creepy doll. Like, that no, is, thank you. <laughs> I'm totally good on that. Thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Me, me with a puppy? Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, great. Exactly. Literally any other scenario, like, I do not need a creepy picture with a doll. No. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Girl. You guys. Nailed it. You nailed it. Schmailing needs to fucking Move over step aside. Shmailing. Yeah. Because you guys are nailing. Nailing it. Schmailing is also nailing. He's amazing. He is. He's great. But... These stories were incredible. Holy fuck. Yes, they just get they better so every much. time we do them. I know. I never think they can because I'm always like, this is the best episode. And then yeah. every time you guys show me up the next episode, I love it. Please guys, continue to do that. Please. Oh my God. Yeah. Keep sending us. We want all the stories. All of them. We're obsessed. I won't stop until I get an alien story. Like I will no. not. No. So. They're not sending it because they're afraid you're going to stop when you get it. Oh, okay. That's fair. Understandable. She's not going to stop, Period. Period. But she'll be really happy if she gets an alien I would story. be so happy. <laughs> you want to make me happy, right? Come on. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being the fucking bomb.com and for these incredible stories and just being the best listeners ever. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at another fucking horror podcast. You can find me at Mo. You can find me at Lobotomy. That's Lobot period 80. Send us all of your stories either through DM on Instagram or email us at anotherfuckinghorrorpodcast at gmail.com with a period instead of a U in fucking. And please, if you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out with our visibility. Tell your friends about us. And we're so obsessed with you. Obsessed! And just remember to keep it cute. Keep it creepy. Bye! Bye.